MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. The third quarter underway in Minnesota. T-Wolves up nine on the Grizzles. 53 to 44. Um, a game that looked to be done early was out of hand. Uh, it was a 51 to 29 lead. I want to say the lead was even bigger than that at one point. I think it was by a tick or two. And now the Grizzlies are in contact after scoring the last 15 points of the second quarter. By the way, we got this tweet from uh, Primetime. I just want to read this. Um, holding preseason futures on Milwaukee, 9 to 1, and Phoenix, 20 to 1. All I can say is relax. I just rebet the Bucks at minus two seventy and Phoenix minus three twenty in the first round, and I ain't scared. To be honest, I'm also feeling groovy with the twenty to one preseason on the Celtics. Oh well, now that one I like. Oh, I, I, yeah, I like. You know what? I don't disagree with any of his tickets. I do. Good job, primetime. No, I, I disagree with him saying that he's not scared because I know he's scared. Oh, yeah, yeah you're definitely scared, bro. Come on, he's scared. Yeah, you're definitely scared. It's like Harden saying he's got no pressure on him. Sure, you don't. Right. Yeah, but, but I got a couple of tr- tickets. I'll trade you for those Bucks and Suns ones if you don't want them. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, I have a uh, Talia Tagovailoa ticket to win the Heisman. <laughs> if anyone's interested, I got anyone's a Jalen interested? Green Rookie of the Year ticket that uh, I don't know if you saw his last five games of the season. Pretty dang good. Hey, is it good if we're down two goals and Florida has a four-minute power play? Is that good? <laughs> oh, our guy must have really, he must have double high-sticked. 
That was a double sticking. With his with the rubber with the pool noodle. Yes, double stick. Slashing with the pool noodle. I'm I'm frantically over here searching. Was that Joe Thornton? I just saw one of like five NHL players I could name. What's that? Joe Thornton play for the Panthers now? Yeah, we they flashed that up earlier. I too was uh was I I noted that as well. (laughs) Put that in the memory bank for when NHL playoffs roll around. Got it. He he's like one of five NHL players I could name. I thought he had retired. Joe Thornton? He did. Yeah. Kelly, can you name the team where he made most of his... Uh, the Sharks. That is correct. Well done. Yeah, I mean, didn't he play there for like 17 years? I believe it was 3,000 <laughs> years. Yes. Something like that. Uh, Yachty Molina, speaking of old-timers at the plate, Marlins up on the uh, Cardinals, 5 to nothing, Top of the eighth. Cubs all over Pittsburgh. I know Jason Weingarten had a bet on this Pirates tonight. Cubs over Pirates 3-2 to two right now. In that ball game, just searching around the horn here. I was close. Fifteen seasons with no, San good Jose. For you. Yeah, very close. I said, did you say fifteen with San Jose and eight with Boston? What is he? Sixty-seven years old. Wow. He played eight with Boston. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. Delving yeah. in my eye. So you and you and the uh, the guy who was upset, he came back and said something else to you about about your pronunciation of the word P E N A L. He said you don't take a penalty kick, and I'm like, yeah, but well, you yeah, but, but you don't you don't say penal. You don't say penal. It's the word's not penal. Like if the golf ball rolls off the fairway, it's not five to two Florida. Penal five to two Florida. I don't think we're gonna win this one, fellas. No. Oh come on. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna win this one, fellas. <laughs> Fake outrage from Kelly. <laughs> It's almost as if. Come on, power, power play killing minus, team. Penal, what's the, it called? The team the, was the minus penalty killing team. Come on, penalty killing the team. Penal, get it together. The, the penalty. We brought it Oh, it went off the pole and then back in. It's a post. He <laughs> uh, said off the pole. <laughs> I'm just glad I, was, I'm glad I was able to bring back penalty uh, full circle. Oh, oh, man. It went off the pole, off the goalie. Look at this. He doinks it off his own self. Oh gosh. We never uh, do we, we never called Andy McNeil to get his thoughts on this line, did we? No, we never did. Yeah. We never did. The uh we did talk on the break. Came on Thibodeau under four and a half, I think is Yes. I think well, that's a bet I'm gonna I make can't too. Find it. So if you find it, let me know. Oh. You can't find it? Oh, that's what he's been doing on his phone this whole time. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Frantically searching. Yes. Oh, good news. Never mind. So, so everybody else out there, maybe it's a good bet for you. For us here in Vegas, man. You couldn't find that for real? Let, hmm. Let's just start, like, we should just start bugging, like, Jimmy and Chris every day. Boyd. Boyd has it. Boyd has it. Four and a half over oh, Boyd? Oh, no. Boyd, you know who else has it? William Hill has it. Do they? What's your, what's the, why's, what why's is Boyd, what's Boyd's, Boyd's number? 148. Minus 150. So Boyd, you, it is. But you'll get more down on yeah. at William Hill. Well, we'll split we'll, 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 mm. little splitsies. Okay. Do a little. Mm. There you go. Do a little splitsies there. I like that just because there's. I mean, those four teams, like def, like pass rusher is. If it's not a top priority, it's right up there. Remember, not so long ago. He was the number one pick in this right, draft. Right, and, th- and that's one thing you've been saying all along. Yeah. You, even since he moved and, off, that even you know moved off the number and one. And then pick. supposedly he fell too because of like interviews and things and all that. Well, there's been time for people to forget about interviews and stuff. It's kind of like 
No, him on tape looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when Jimmy Butler was ready to fight his whole team about f- five <laughs> weeks ago, and then he uh, threw up 45 points the other night? Yeah, like, people get over that. I just want to repeat this about the NFL draft again, because for those who are for those who are new to the NFL draft, I said this last, you know, a couple of mine, I laid minus 175, and I laid minus 165. This is the one betting vehicle where... I have no compunction. I think I speak for everybody here. We have no compunction laying the wood on some of these numbers. By the way, minus 175 is hardly the most I've ever laid on an NFL draft bet. Right. It's been a lot higher than that uh, last year even. Yes. And so, you know, one of these things is even though as, as, as we're saying this is maybe the most difficult draft of recent years to, to wrap your arms around, it is still for like your gambling dollar. And I just try to say to myself, what's the best use of my gambling dollar over the next week? And it still comes down to the NFL draft. It, I would still much rather be spending gobs of money on that than playing any individual basketball game um, on any given night. I just think it is still the, the thing you can most harness even with it being the least of the NFL drafts yeah. to harness. Well, well, because, look, at the end of the day, yes, people can change their minds and people can do whatever. But, like, it's, yeah. it's informational. Like, yeah. these guys still have to go out and perform. That's correct. Like, this is still, you know, you still have to put the bucket, the ball in the bucket. Like, there, there's no doubt about that. But, Ka- Katarina Alexandrova, as a $2 dog, still had to win that third set tiebreaker for me today, <laughs> which she did not. <laughs> See? Exactly. That's I was, what I'm I was on the other side, Gil. I tried to tell you, start, ta- start tailing the right way, okay? Come on. <laughs> But but it's you know with this it's it's informational based and it's and you start hearing that teams fall in love with players or want to do this and want to do that and and all that. now that we're hearing kind of how this is is starting to go where maybe he maybe Kayvon Thibodeau goes second as opposed to, to to Walker and then if not again then the Texans would have to pass on him and the Jets would have to pass on him right and the Jets would have to pass on if it gets to the Jets at four. With the state of that team, again, mm-hmm. again, I know they want to run. Uh, I know they want a, a, a wide receiver. I know that they want. You know, there's a lot of Sauce Gardner stuff going on, all this like that. But a, again, a game-changing pass rusher is different. Swings and misses on corners all the time. Like we think corners are going to be awesome. It's very hard, by the way, to cover guys that yeah. are six foot three and four and run four fours. Like it just, it, it's just very hard to cover yeah. those guys, but like pass rushers, we see it time and time and time again, like alter games, change games, make these teams have to switch game plans and stuff like that. And like, and, and, if, and if you pass on a guy like Thibodeau and he ends up being the next, whatever insert, you know, Khalil, Ma- whatever insert who, whatever it is here, then you have really, 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 really messed up in today's NFL for sure. He's minus one twenty-five to be the second pick exactly. So minus one fifty-ish for under four and a half is a much better bet. Because minus one twenty-five or plus one twenty-five. Minus one twenty-five okay. to be the number two pick is what I'm seeing right now. And that that market has. Ooh, yes, it has really swung because I'm pretty. I I may be imagining this. Because I was going through the, these on, and I'd have to check the tape on a numbers game. But I want to say, like, four days ago, I was going through the number two pick at MGM, and he was, like, a really big long shot for number two. 
I may have that completely no, wrong. No, I, I think I mean for a long time he was behind Malik Willis at least, yes. and he wasn't at the top. We're talking Malik Willis is always like third in that market. And then the next time I looked, the whole market for the number two pick was down. They went from one to three. They skipped two. By the way, T Wolves back up seventeen. Oh, that's got to be a that's cool. I, I don't yeah. think that's allowed. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that was sweet though. Cheating, Ja. But yes, yeah. but cheating. Uh, I don't think it was cheating. Did they not give him the bucket? Really? There? You got to be kidding me. Good on him. This look. This look like it, This look it, like it was going down for a while. No, they didn't give it to him. That was a clean block. Are you kidding me? Uh, okay. Wow. That looked like textbook goal type. By the way, did you think that? Did you think that Harden play last night? It's one of the key plays, one of the key sequences at the end of uh, regulation in that Philly Toronto game was a James Harden lazy looping layup where OG Ananobi came out of nowhere to block at the top, and the call on the on the court was that it was a goaltend, and they reviewed it for a long time, yeah. and it upheld. So they gave Harden that bucket, and I want to say Toronto only had a one-point lead after that. Yeah, I, I mean that, like, that that one was brought up a couple of times, but like the that game should have been over regulation. When Tobias Harris misses a buddy layup like at the buzzer, well, that was the, what about the two missed free throws from the Raptors at the end? I mean that too. That I mean, I, I mean, mean there was missed free throws. All that, uh, right? Didn't Harden miss one in the final like Harden minute two? One, two and and like then the a, Raptors did it. Raptors missed two. Harden is like an eighty-nine yeah. percent free throw shooter. Yeah, I bet. But then it's like all that. You're right. That's all. That all mattered, Gil. But at the end, there was like three seconds left. A ball, a ball fell right in Tobias Harris's lap. All he had to do was put it up for two, right underneath the basket, and missed. Good on Doc Rivers. We killed Doc Rivers, but good on him for calling the timeout. Not enough people are saying that today yeah. somehow. He saved Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid screwed that play up entirely. In fact, so much so that I wasn't paying like a exact attention. I thought the Raptors were getting the ball. I didn't get that they had called timeout. He had. Joel Embiid got the ball on the inbounds, and the rest is history. We'll come back. Updated Zurich Classic Odds next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Uh, man, Minnesota back up 20. What a, what a roller coaster game this has been. Yeah. Um, as the Grizzlies got it pretty close, but not close enough. And it uh, looks like the T-Wolves game all over again. 440 left in the third quarter, up 20. Are the T-Wolves 70 to 50? In game three, trying to take a two to one lead in this best of seven first round series. Uh, all with the, the beauty of the NFL draft, though, also is there is no shortage to the there is no shortage to the amount of time that we're willing to spend talking about it. It is almost as enjoyable as the actual NFL season itself. Because hope springs eternal for every team. Obviously, it's Christmas for adults. And betting it with all the different possibilities is one of the great things. And obviously, the success make it, makes it the greatest thing. The success that we've had over the years doing it. Um, and so, just be prepared over the next six days. Or we're not here over the weekend. So, let's just say tomorrow night. And then, of course, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leading up to the draft. We, of course, will be talking to as many people as we can about their thoughts. See if we can't gather any intel about the draft, and then Thursday we'll be here live, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the draft itself. As long as the first round takes, we will be here, and we are quite happy to do so. Hopefully it's a hugely profitable one as well. I I, I, I hope so. I mean, we're not going to have – I mean, I won't have the volume of bets that, that I had last year for sure, and – I keep saying that, but then every day I come in here with two more bets. <laughs> I keep adding one or two like <laughs> that's, every day. That's right. There's too much time still. Yeah, I had it. And, and the other thing, too, is like I had – there were some that I was 
really, really, really super confident in, and that I don't have this year in my account. Like, like the Jamar yeah. Chase first wide right. receiver last right. year, right? Like that was probably the most amount of money I've, I've bet on any single bet in the draft in the history of me betting on that because it was just a lock that he was going the first wide receiver. I don't know. Like I'm kind of confident in a lot of mine too. I could I could push a couple of mine also. I'm, I feel like as the days go by, I'm, I'm not only putting in more bets, Gil, but my confidence yeah, is growing me too. too. Me like, too. Like I love that Kayvon one we just put in. Well, I, I didn't. I, did you just put it in? Yeah, already? I just put it in. Too. Did you end up getting in on the Utah Dallas game? It just started. No, I didn't. You didn't. I I think I am going to have a Warriors bet. How about uh, how about this stat real quick? Most points scored in first three career, career playoff games before the age of 21. Anthony Edwards now leads that list with 70 points. Below him on that list are names like Stephon Marbury, Bradley Beal, Carmelo Anthony, and Tony Parker. Jeez, pretty good company. How did uh, how did Tom Crean mess that up at Georgia with him? <laughs> like how how were they not good? What was their record that year? I gotta check on that. Is he? I, I asked this. This is kind of like a, a question that takes a couple turns. I may have asked this already, but like with take busts out of the equation for number one picks in the draft. So like the Anthony Bennett's of the world are not part of this question, but of the people who are not busts who are drafted with the number one overall pick, is he not the least talked about of all of them who are really, really good? Cause that he is a superstar in the making. And I just don't think maybe it's because of where he plays that no one really talks about him. Or is it just because now it's really the coming out party? I think it's a little bit of everything that you just said. Yeah. And and mainly the last part, right? Mainly that the Timberwolves are having a good season. The second half of the season was even way, way better than the first half of the season was. And he was a large part of that second half success and what they're doing in the playoffs. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to not love. I just game, pulled up man. this list. I mean, you know, Markel Fulton can't a lot of talk these days either. But uh, well, yeah, <laughs> when you when you can't shoot a jump shot, that, I, that I tends guess, to happen. I guess what I'm saying is, if you, I mean, clearly people would say Markel Fultz is a is out out and out bust at this point. Yeah, for whatever reasons, right? He just hasn't. Right, we can we can have a discussion about the reasons, but out and out bust. But I'm, it, I'm just it, saying, of the ones that have really performed well, he just seems to float under the radar to me. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah, I mean, the one who always killed me, who, I, I mean, I'm glad to see having a bit of a resurgence on Golden State was Andrew Wiggins for this, you know, same Minnesota franchise. Georgia was 16-16 and 16 with Anthony Edwards. <laughs> that just seems amazing to me. I'm... I'm just galaxy braining like the draft. This, this, like it's hard to get out now of here. Because now that we started to put all these like oh, so yeah. we started to like try to put these this these pieces together. And then now we just brought up so I keep I now I keep re- revisiting what if what if the Panthers don't take a quarterback, then what? And so I that's where I keep so now I keep now this is where my brain won't won't stop because it's like okay, then at that point where does the first quarterback go? And then does that then spark the, <laughs> all the trades? And yeah, right. right. I was going to say, it's going to be a bunch of trading then. 
because then does that spark all of the trading? Because if if they don't take one at six, right, you're not like the Falcons again. I think that they're, I think they're content with tanking and and or seeing what they have in Mariota or whatever. I, I mean, that seems like a wide receiver pick for them right there, considering they don't have anybody that can catch passes or has caught passes for them. It doesn't seem like everybody, everybody connected to Seattle just does not have them going quarterback for whatever reason, just, just does not have them going quarterback. Like with that nine pick, like they, they just apparently are not interested in any of these quarterbacks. And so the first like realistic team then at that point is like way down at the saints at 16. So then does that mean the Steelers are then now trying to trade ahead, you know, whatever trade up, with one of those teams to get ahead of the Saints, if if that's the if that's the case, and all it's just it's crazy. Now I can't like get off. Now I can't stop. I'm like, where? All right, I got another question for you. Yeah, is Daxton Hill a cornerback or a safety officially? I have seen. I think mostly I have seen safety, but maybe that is. Safety is what I'm seeing. It looks like that's mostly what I'm yeah. seeing as well. Safety is what I'm seeing. But now, does he go in the first round? Does Kyle Hamilton drop all the way out of the first round? That would be something. That would be something. We're really going to get two safeties drafted in the first round? I think the Texans take him at 13. Okay. I think the Texans take Hamilton at 13. I'm prepared to lose that one, but that's a small bet. No, you have him. I have under one and a half safeties, oh. plus, plus one eighty-eight. But I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know for sure that Hill is 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 going to go in the first. I've seen a lot where he's like the last, like he's like goes like thirty-first or thirty-second or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's why I thought the plus one eighty-eight price was yeah. ridiculous. But then that's why I bet it. Because the thing is about yeah safety, the, and and the good thing about. The good thing about that is where if he's mocked at 31-32, that's where we always see the craziness is those last few picks, right? right. Because p- teams are willing to reach and take mm-hmm. more trade out and whatever and all that. It's the so, end of the night. Yeah. They don't want to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. I just want to know that I got this guy now. Yeah, it's we see a lot of shenanigans late in, late in the in the round. But Detroit is sitting there with the second and 32nd picks and you you got to think that if Detroit is not picking quarterback number 2, that they will at 32. I cannot imagine if Desmond Ritter sitting there at 32. Oh, Got to take him. Why you wouldn't that franchise specifically, right? Like why you wouldn't take a swing right there. Got to take a swing. That would be crazy to me if they didn't. Because we can talk draft for like literally every segment for the next until the draft gets here. It's <laughs> See, just, this is, like it's interesting just comparing these markets too. Like you were talking about before, Matt, where it's the you know bet bet Malik Willis ten to one for the second overall. If you're going to look at that, like you got to think about all this stuff. I'm just looking at the Lions' like exact position where it's minus two eighty on defensive lineman slash edge, and like I mean I think that works into our Kayvon Thibodeau bet even more. Um, but then like they have quarterback at five to one. It's like, I, I don't mean the only way, maybe they, if they trade out of that 
first pick, or, or the, I mean the second overall pick, but their first pick, quarterback becomes more live. I not really know if I'm willing to bet 5-1 to one there, but the I don't know. All these markets, that if, if you're betting at a book like DraftKings, it's just you need to compare prices uh, it, it, on these different markets that are basically saying the same thing. Right of what what guy's going to go where you just need to it, it, like there's there's better numbers you can find at the same shops. I just I love it so much. I do. I just it, honestly, so is there much. anything you like more than this? My answer is I don't think so. No, because it it again. We can only do so much. At the end of the day, they still have to go out and they have still have to perform in any sport. That's but we right. Can, but we can we can sit there and try to put the puzzle pieces yeah. together and see how that makes yeah. the dominoes fall and all the different stuff like that. And it's just it's yeah, it's it's fascinating. Crack said it this morning. He says I can't get my hands on enough cash. <laughs> that's how that's how we feel about it. Coming back, we'll update the Zurich Classic odds after round number one. That's next on Veasan's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. So uh, we need the uh, Red Wings to outscore the Panthers four to nothing in the last two minutes. What do you think? I turned off the TV already. No. I got the other basketball game going on. No. Oh, well, we just no, we we just need to get to overtime. They're definitely going to get done. <laughs> That's right. So you're right. You're, you're yeah. right. It's only three we goals. Need three goals in two That's minutes. True. It's, it's happened before. Probably not with this Red Wings <laughs> team. This, but, you know, Not with his outfit. Probably not with this team, but it's happened before in the history of hockey. Zurich Classic. Again, uh, that's the uh, PGA Tour stop this week, and it is a funky format. I believe that's the, the tagline to the Zurich Classic. Funky format down in Avondale, Louisiana. And uh, it is today and, uh, and Saturday. It is best ball. Tomorrow and Sunday, it is alternating shots. Cantlay and Shoffley went crazy today. 59, 13 under par. They are, no surprise, the short shot on the adjusted lines to win it all. At uh, 2 to 1, um, checking the uh, leaderboard, pardon me on that, checking the leaderboard, they are, uh, they have a one stroke lead over uh, Neesmith and, and Moore, and a two stroke lead over Lipsky and Rye. Garrigus and Ganey and Ryder and Redman. Burns and Horschel sitting at 10. What's uh, your favorite group out of those three at, uh, at 11 under, Gil? Me, personally? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, yeah. I What's was, the Tommy Ganey? <laughs> uh, Are you I'm, a bigger fan of Aaron Ryan and, and was it David Lipsky? David Lipsky. Yeah, David yeah. Lipsky. Rye might be the only one I have some kind of recognition because he's kind of been relevant yes. the past few months. He has he has a, he wears a black glove and he he does double gloves, right, Matt? I think he's a double glover. Oh, is he a double glover? I think he's a double glover. Yeah. Uh, at, at ten under though is a bunch of guys, right? Horschel, yeah. Burns, Watson, Varner, and Tringale, Clark. But yeah, that group two back. I'm so obsessed with the first first round leading first round leader betting nowadays. Of not even just like you know when once you dip your toes into a new betting market oh, yeah. and just like the mental gymnastics that you play like that you place so, like watching this today. You had these groups at eleven under, Neesmith and Moore eagle eighteen to get to take a one stroke lead into the clubhouse, right? So like if you if you're on them like a miracle that you now have the first round leaders and they tie a course record in the process of the, with that eagle. 
<laughs> and then you have to watch Cantley and Shoffley go out and set the course record and beat your 12 under. Well, what about when we were here this morning for a numbers game? We were checking the leaderboard. Morikawa and Hovland were six under on the front nine, which is actually the back nine, but they, on their first nine this morning, and they only ended up seven under. They barely advanced, and that's they're way back after that hot start. Yeah, yeah I, where I, are they? I can't even. Find. They're seven they're under. Seven for, under. Yeah, they're six back. And their their odds are what? Okay, yeah, not, not good. Not good enough for me to bet that. But yet. like they came out like gangbusters. You're like, this is easy. We should have we should have bet on you know the big names. The big two pairings were Cantley, Shoffley, and Hovland Morikawa. Yeah, we were talking yesterday. Like they, I would I would have been interested in getting in on Morikawa Hovland live at some point in this tournament. That but that is a lot of groups between them and the top of the leaderboard. My my Adams family Canadian team is sitting at seven under as well, and it feels it it. They're not dead, but it it's so weird that like you're at seven under after day one and it feels like they're dead. Yeah. But they're I don't think they're dead. We'll just I got my Brendan Steele and Keegan Bradley powerhouse couple there at eight under. I didn't even see that earlier. Memphis has got this back down to thirteen. The Chileans have let us down. They they let me down. The today. Chileans let us down. They, they let us the down. The thing about Hovland and Morikawa, they actually had two bogeys on their card. Well, I think that's what Gil was talking about. That's it started off so hot and then fell apart. But like none of these other, like even some of the, a lot of these other teams that finished, you know, in the realm that they were, that they were just in, pars and just, just par, yeah, just, yeah. just parred out, you know, like just, um, but they actually had to card two different bogeys. If you're, if you're like Snedeker and Mitchell and you're 10 shots back, you shot a 69 on the uh, best ball. Do you hate each other after today? Are you like we suck? <laughs> you just go and you just go and get We're some cocktails. We're so bad at this. This, thing, a, uh, this, this, is, this is the this is the best thing about missing the cut. You're in New Orleans, yeah. So you just hang out the weekend in New Orleans, yeah. and you get to party in uh, in New Orleans for the weekend. But Gil, I think Gil's got a good question. Like, do you just secretly hate this person now? From now, on? It's like you cost me millions of dollars. Oh, anyway, figure out this basketball game. Memphis is now down nine again. This is wild. they've been down twenty plus twice. Have cut it to single digits now twice after I'm, those leads. These two teams are just so good offensively, and their defense are both so suspect. Like this is. It, it, it's just it's a live betting dream. We just kind of went into it tonight with the one yeah, side in mind to live bet, and that was Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But I mean, th- think of how many amazing Memphis, uh, you know, spreads you could have in pocket right Absolutely. now if you're live betting this. And we had no radar for it. Dallas up nine. <sighs> Kelly's hating himself. Two two now leans that you did not pull the trigger on. Yeah. How okay? We said, and, and we said Golden this, State would be the third one tonight. We, we said this. Off, <laughs> well, that's why I'm going to make a bet on Golden State. We we said this off air. Or I said this off air. How how bad are the Jazz that they can't blow this Lucas team off the court? And this is precisely Kelly why you were right when you said. And by the way, it's still the first quarter. Anything could happen. But this is why you were so right when you said. If you're the Mavericks, you shouldn't even consider playing Luka in Game 3. Because if Dallas wins this game, by the way, you shouldn't consider him playing him in Game 4 either. Right. Yes, yes. You have no reason to play him <laughs> like, at that, that point. Is, and I was the guy before saying that, like, yeah, I might be interested. If they lost tonight, I could be interested in a Dallas series price because Luka, Luka looks good. He looked good today from what I saw in, in his attitude, at least. And, and I, have a, you know, I have a feeling that's exactly what happened. I think if it was Luca's choice, he'd be on the court tonight, and the team's like, why the heck would we ever why do Why would we do this? And if they win tonight, and it's a long way from doing so, but they're up seven here late in the first quarter, 
they should not even consider playing Luke in yeah, game four. I'm, I'm with you. If they win this one tonight, it's the same thing as tonight. There's no reason why he should play in the next game. No, not even. It makes no sense for him to play. I mean, if you can make it, if you can make it a three-game series, right, a three-game series, and get back a Luca that is that much more healthier than if he would have played six days prior, oh, like yeah, that's what you have to do. That's a no-brainer. Memphis has, oh my goodness, jaw going to the line to try to cut this to five. Is this really happening? We lost our hockey bets, guys. What? Five to two. I just got a big alert on my phone. <laughs> look at all these, look at all those happy Panther fans. Ah, oh, they love their Florida Panthers. Yeah, you could fire it up, whatever. There's Joe Thornton with a with a gray beard. Uh, he's a he's a player. Eleven hundred. I thought that was the coach. I thought they were about to. Yeah, he does both. Interview the coach. Well, remember, he's sixty-seven years old. We found that out tonight. Kelly, seventh all-time in assists, twelfth all-time in points. We're well, watching a legend tonight. That's what happens when you play in the NHL for forty years. He was schooling us. <laughs> But he played for the Bruins for eight years. I did not and, know that. And for that's the Bruins. half as long yeah. as the team he played the most amount of years for. How old do you think he looks with that beard, Joe Thornton? That's what I thought it was the coach of the team. I thought we were getting a post the post game conference with the coach. <laughs> Minnesota you... by three. Oh man! I mean, you are, are we? What What's a happening? what a game! They are being outscored thirteen to nothing in the fourth quarter. That'll do it. Anthony yeah, Edwards completely I don't think he walks. can take that many steps. Oh, are you kidding me? They didn't call a travel? Oh, <laughs> Just the by-the-quarter by scores are nuts. Minnesota 39-21 to after the first. Memphis outscores Minnesota 23-12 to in the second. So you go 39-12 in the third. Minnesota outscores Memphis 32-23. to And now we're now in the fourth. And Memphis currently outscoring them thirteen to nothing, still thirteen to nothing. Anthony Edwards just took three and a half steps to the hoof to the. Pl- oh no, I guess he didn't. And gets a foul. He does get the foul, but he misses the first free throw as Kelly mentioned. So, up three, second shot, eight fifty left, missed them both. Oh my God, when was the last time Memphis led this game? Has Memphis led this? Uh, game? It would have been opening minutes yep. if they have. Well, we saw. No, didn't they went up eleven nothing? Remember, Minnesota went Minnesota up eleven nothing. That's right. Now, remember, we saw so, two games so last two games last night tie ball game. We saw two games last night. Bain with another three. Two games last night where the Celtics didn't take a lead until the fourth quarter, and then they never trailed. And the Sixers never took a lead till overtime. So we are now for the second consecutive night, perhaps seeing this again. And the Grizzlies now have the ball in a tie game with a chance to take the lead. They, with they have not led the whole game. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, Minnesota got up eleven nothing. Um, as, as, we, saying, as we put up those, um, as we put up those adjusted odds, just a reminder: it's top thirty-three teams and ties. So right now, there's forty-five teams that are T twenty-eight or better. Um, that'll separate a little bit because the alternate shot round is way harder than the best ball round. So there won't be 45 advanced, but we might be looking at around half the field here, you know, something like that, 40-ish, 39-ish, 38-ish teams, something like that. So just keep that in mind as well that they're, you know, if you can make it to the weekend, we've seen a team shot 59 today. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, the if you can just get a team through to the weekend and they can get, you know, scorching hot or something like that, it's uh they're not out of it by any stretch. So just, you know, some of these teams that are sitting 7, 8, 9, something like that, they are 
long as they can make the cut, they're they're in it. So just keep that as you make some some bets this weekend. Much harder to move tomorrow on the alternate shot mm-hmm. than it will be on the best ball back on Saturday. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. 83-83 Grizzlies and the T Wolves with 7:31 left. Coming back on primetime action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, don't we don't forget rather, we have a special draft event on Sunday, this coming Sunday, 6 p.m. The three mics in the Brent. <laughs> We're calling it the three mics in a Brent. Yes. Otherwise known as our draft preview. One of these special. things is not like the other. <laughs> I have a feeling Mike Lombardi would, doesn't like being called Mike Lombardi. He does not. He does not. <laughs> you know Michael. this for sure? That okay. is correct. Brent Musburger will be uh, will be one of the guests. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, and of course, former NFL lineman and TV host Mike Golick and his son Mike Golick Jr. It is hosted by Tim Murray and Sean King. They'll break down all the first-round prospects and props. Once again, that is Sunday, 6 p.m. exclusively on VEASAN for the VEASAN Draft Preview Special, otherwise known as Three Mikes and a Brent. And don't yeah. forget to download our NFL Draft Betting Guide featuring best bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big this draft season. Download it today for just $10, VEASAN.com slash draft. Truly like 40 quarters. Truly like seven mics. You know, so you got three. They all got to talk into something. I I'm see sorry. what you did. Go. That's a show himself out. <laughs> You get Matt still trying to figure did out what you, he said. Did you? Yeah, I didn't. I, he was mumbling, so I didn't. I didn't hear. Mike's. I'm getting. I'm getting booed in, the, in my. Did you? Ear. Um, did you text Brent and see if he's okay with going by Mike that night? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that right now. What Just, can, you, can you imagine Brent at home getting that text message from me? <laughs> he's like, what lad, you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, lad? And lose my number. <laughs> Memphis with its first lead of the game, just over the seven-minute mark. They're now up three with six twenty-nine left. Uh, and it is just a very reminiscent of again last night with Philly not leading till overtime, Boston not leading till about the same mark in the fourth quarter last night for the entire game until then, just as Memphis here. But Memphis was down 20 plus on basically, basically, they've had to come back twice in this game. Yeah. So it makes this one even, in some ways, more impressive. I, just, I pulled up a clip, too, like two breaks ago from, I guess, Barkley was going off on him at halftime, being like, it takes such an idiotic team to blow that. Kind. Remember, it was because they had the 20-plus point lead in the first half, and it was seven right at halftime? Yeah, right. And he was like, it takes just an idiotic and young team to blow that kind of lead in, a, in one half. So they're about to do it in both halves. Yeah. But yeah. they have done it in both halves. They have done it in both halves. It's amazing. I'm done. And, and again, meanwhile, in Utah, 10-14 left in the second quarter. It's the Mavericks by nine without Luka Doncic. Good for you. Good I for have you, 17 man. and a half points. Good, good for you, man. Like, it's, I, I, I'm going to – it's, it's, it's done so. What do, what do you have here? Well, I mean, I have eight and a half plus the nine. Oh, I have 17 and a half points here to work with. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. At all. Like, like this one, I was just a coward on the the one later tonight is the is the one that I have the the scare the the fear gill of that Jokic is going to get every call mm-hmm. like so like that it is going to no, be none of that Draymond stuff is going to go right, un, it's going to be somehow the full Jokic MVP game did that for you Matt there you go <laughs> Kelly missed it yeah I got the gist of it don't worry. Dallas increasing the lead at the free throw line. I, apparently there was a, uh, you got a tech here. What's happening? Yep. Yep. Something going on. So Dallas now with a double digit lead over Utah series tied at one game apiece. Plenty of time though. Early second quarter. And this one coming down to the wire in Minnesota, which we you can't believe this is happening. Memphis up a point. 
I mean, this is like, I mean, you just look at this box score. It is, I, I don't know where the Grizzlies would be in this game if Desmond Bain wasn't played oh, either. He was, it, he was killing it while I, no one else was. It's a stinker of a game from almost everybody else. A couple guys off the bench, but every starter has been terrible. I mean, John Moran, for, for only 14 points, he doesn't have seven rebounds and nine assists. So I guess kind of flirting with a triple-double is kind of nice. D'Angelo Russell, I should have pulled the trigger on, trigger on over points on him. That, he's had a couple of bad games, and that, that number has just dropped on his point prop. Came back, he's got 20 field goal attempts now. If someone said to you right now, I want to make a live bet on this Memphis-Minnesota game, would you strongly caution against it? Yeah. I would, too. Yeah, but like this is where I, I, like, I kind of wish this series... It, Bane again from three. It's, he's incredible. I mean, that, that is, he's the guy that was, he's been, he's been big the whole season, but he was one, maybe the most key figure of the when Jaw was out. Yeah. And they went 20 and four straight up without Jaw this year. I mean, he was every night 20 points, 20 points, 20 points. So we came on air. It was Golden State minus one and a half. It is now minus two and a half across the board. It has moved a full point to 23. 222 and a half, 223 is your total in that one. That's a that's two and a half everywhere right now. So didn't we have it at three when JVT was on the second segment? It was out here. Oh, here. Re- resto. Uh, yeah, th- that's here. actually a good point though. It, it, and I saw some twos earlier, but the threes have come back down and the twos have gone up. I see two and a half everywhere. Yeah, stations just went to three. So it's one one way traffic on this game. Favor the Warriors. One way traffic. And Memphis now, oh, Ja goes down hard. Memphis now up five, and Ja going to the line to try to increase that lead. What is this drought for the for the T Wolves? Like this is this is they, Brooklyn-esque at this point. They are point. being outscored in the fourth quarter, twenty-six to five. <laughs> twenty-six to five. When Memphis was down twenty-one, they went on a twenty-one to nothing run. What happened? They, what happened? Did they call Jaw for a travel or something or offensive foul? I thought that was I thought it was two free throws for Jaw on the other end. I don't know. What the heck did I miss? Anyway, three Cat points. Him, yeah, no, no foul out of bounds on him. Oh, Isaiah okay. Says. No foul. Thank you, Isaiah. Memphis by three, just over three minutes left the, with the ball. The one, the one with this is this. Like this was the series. Bane from three. Oh, finally misses. You know, I, I, I like the Timberwolves having a shot in this series. And, and you know, I, I do think Memphis is going to go down at some point along the way. The question is, with this young of a team, I, and you hear this stuff all the time, you know, on other networks, but I think it's partially true when you talk about a team with this young of players. Can they mentally come back from a loss like this? I, you know, I'm so glad you brought it up. I was just going to think about it. I was, I, I was just going to say the same thing. I was like, how bad of a loss this is if, if in fact, Minnesota does blow this game. This is about as brutal as it gets. Yeah. I mean, both halves. Both yes. halves to have a tw- over 20-point lead. Memphis essentially came back twice in one basketball game. 247 left up. Grizzlies by three. Of 20 points. Not, yes. not just like a, you know, yeah. not a 10-point comeback. Not an 8-point comeback. 20 the, points. The, the first 20-plus point lead, I think they got back down to seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was seven at half. Seven at the half. Yeah. And then it went all the way back up. Third quarter, yo-yoed again because Minnesota outscored them thirty-two to twenty-three, and now they're up. Man, this sort of seven points in the fourth. How quarter. entertaining have the NBA playoffs been so far? 
I'm telling you. Oh, it's great. We it's said just it, getting started. We said before, I said this is going to be the best yeah. first round in the history of the NBA well, playoffs. Think, think, about the, think about the Eastern Conference second round. Or, or, I mean, both conferences. The, the, the first rounds, that's why we always break, break out that stat. Stats by Lopez is always saying, you know, again, for 80% of, of NBA favorites in the first round historically get through. You got to do a best of 51 for that to happen in hockey. You got to do a best of 75 for that to happen for 80% of favorites to get through in hockey. The NBA is the most top heavy. Not this year. It's never been this deep in the way it has in both conferences. And here we are. Anyone Fun for us. Oh, it's spectacular. Fun for us. No doubt about that. No question. I'm going to get in on the Warriors, I believe, because I don't want to not have a bet in that one. You don't want to be wa- – you're going to watch it anyway. I'm going to watch it anyway. And you're going to sit there, and when they win by 14, oh, if they go you're up, gonna I'm going to be upset yeah, at myself. Yeah, you don't want that. No, I don't want that. Jordan Clarkson, eight points already. That's what I'm talking about. Finally, a bet that can go my way. <laughs> Four minutes into the second quarter. There, there we go. go. Let's get that sweet, sweet first half What catch. could possibly go wrong? Shot the, mo- shot the most, taking the most field goal attempts of anybody on the Jazz. That's thinking. That's the adjustments you need to make, Jazz, even though you're down 11 points, but, you know, you're thinking the right way. Are you talking directly to the Jazz? Yeah. Why yeah. are you no, trying listen, to get the Jazz listen, pointers yeah. when I am on the Mavericks at eight and a half? <laughs> hey, I just want Jordan Clarkson to hit 13 points, and then the Mavericks could absolutely kill them. Remember, I've got a lot of preseason futures from the Mavericks, so uh, go Mavs. Okay, that's fine. I'll allow him 14 points in this. <laughs> hey, man, and, just, and, he only needs six it. more, okay? Yes. I will allow him 14 points, and then we'll go from there. All right. Well, I think I'm going to bet Jamison Williams to go exactly <laughs> to the Falcons. That's all he's been thinking about for the past hour as well. I know. I think I'm going to bet Jamison Williams to go exactly to the Falcons. Okay. Another team... That needs a wide receiver desperately. What's your number on that? And I don't, I don't know how to find it. I no. love. The, I just, love. He's what, making up bets. At what this Adam point. Levitan said though about yeah. taking take a few long shots on. I mean, you know, maybe not that one bright, but like of long shot scenario team. Like of what happens if their first option A, option B, option C work on option C just because of how many trades we might see. Well, again, the Falcons know they're going nowhere next year. Yep, and they have no pass catchers. So why would you not take the guy with the highest upside? Yeah. Why, why would you not? I'm I'm doing it. I can Will, dig it. William, James Williams to the Falcons. Hmm. Find out where that's available. Coming back with, of course, the nightcap. Tim Murray, Sean King next from Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.